0: Ed Robertson, hoping you're enjoying this encore presentation of TV Confidential. We'll be back with a brand new edition of the program next week.
1: Hi, this is Stanley Livingston, Chip from My Three Sons, and you're listening to TV Confidential.
0: Ed Robertson welcoming you back to TV Confidential, a radio talk show about television. is pleased to welcome Mr. Barry Livingston, a man who has acted professionally on stage, screen, and television since pretty much the day he was born. Barry, of course, is best known for playing Ernie Douglas on the long-running 1960s comedy My Three Sons, which was, continues to thrive today, with reruns shown every day on Me T V. Barry is one of the few actors who have made the transition from successful child star to successful grown-up star, having worked with the likes of Myrna Loy, Carl Malden, John Cassavetti, Steve Railsback, Martin Landau, Forrest Whitaker, and Adam Sandler in the years since My Three Sons. Barry's path, however, was not always smooth, and like most actors, he has had his shares of peaks and valleys And the occasional last week. And but to borrow a baseball metaphor, folks, he kept swinging away until the ball dropped in safely, and he has been off and running ever since. Barry is also a great storyteller and a very talented writer. Writer, which you will see for yourself when you read his book, the importance of being Ernie, which we will tell you where you can find in just a second. But first, Barry Livingston, welcome to TV Confidential.
1: Uh, well, pleased to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: As, as most of our listeners know, this conversation is being recorded a few weeks after the passing of your friend Don Grady. Not to not not, not to begin our conversation on a, on a on a sad note, but clearly Don was was very much a part of your life. Not only when you did My Three Sons but afterwards, and uh, I, I know some people who knew him, and I understand that to know him really was to love him.
1: Well, he you know, he was a great teacher, but in the kind of a teacher that only a big brother can be, you yeah. know, where you just watch and observe. And he was a very uh, artistic man. He could play just about any musical instrument ever invented. He could play all the wind instruments. He could play drums. He could play guitar. Uh, you know, and and just the way he conducted himself in public, and how he handled his fame, and you know, all those things were were uh, very influential on me, and certainly my brother Stan, who played Chip on my three sons. We, you know, we looked up to Don, and uh, when Don started wearing tight pants in the sixties, <laughs> by God, you know, we had to have those pants just as tight as Don's corduroy pants that he was wearing, which you know, that was that was the marker of. Hey, you know, I'm hip. I'm with it. So, yeah. so, Grady was just, and then post my three sons, we, we were still great friends and a great family man. And, you know, it's a, it's a big loss. It really, he's a, really a, a sweet man, and, and he'll um, certainly be missed by me.
0: I understand that uh, his musical prowess sometimes interfered with your studies when you had to study in between takes on my three sons.
1: <laughs> well, his dressing room, I don't know who designed it that way, but they put his dressing room right over our school room. So Don uh, non, was a nonstop composing musician, even while uh, post My Three Sons, he became quite successful mm-hmm. in a lot of other, you know, pretty pretty well known forms. But you know, at that time, he was writing and doing rock music, and you know, you could hear his foot beating out the rhythm of a new hit single that he was working on. Yeah, well, I'm downstairs trying to learn the, uh, you know, the, the periodic tables or something, and Don's up there creating masterpieces in four four. And, uh, you know, eventually we'd snap and, you know, grab the flagpole and have to ram it up into a ceiling to get him to quiet down and, uh, you know, became kind of a joke. But, but, you know, again, you know, subconsciously I was having Don's rhythmic, like, pounding in my head as I'm trying to study algebra. Uh, yeah, it was it was pretty
0: funny. Yeah, well, this, and, and of course, this was the this was before the days of multiplication rock and, and, con- and conjunction junction. What's that function in, in the seventies? Where a whole generation learned their you know algebraic tables with the help of rock music.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, I was very influenced by uh, the Beatles and Rolling Stones, and you know, those those are my uh, heroes of my generation. Bob Dylan, and so, uh, and then Grady, you know, Grady was. Again, you know he was at the forefront of a lot of new things that when Harry Nielsen came out, yeah, you know, it's the first person I'd ever met, I heard talk about Harry Nielsen, who you know went on to become very influential in fact, the, I think the Beatles they asked them who their favorite band was, and they said, harry Nielsen, Harry Nielsen, Harry Nielsen, <laughs> um, so yeah, Don was always he was a great musician and uh, and always knew what was happening, what was hip. So, uh, you know, that was a great source of of information.
0: We're talking to Barry Livingston. Barry co-starred with his brother brother Stanley Livingston, along with Don Grady and Fred McMurray and William Demarest and William uh, Frawley in the long-running TV series My Three Sons, which is still playing every day here on TV. Barry talks about his life before, during, and after My Three Sons in his book, The Importance of Being Ernie, The Importance of... Of being Ernie, which you can find at uh, in bookstores everywhere, as well as Amazon.com, Barnes Noble.com, and The Importance of Being Ernie.com. the Importance of Being Ernie.com. Uh, Barry, you mentioned your brother Stanley, uh, who played Chip on My Three Sons. What's it like to work with your brother every day when you're a kid?
1: Yeah, well, you we were—you think we'd be, you know, hate each other because of the, the hours and hours and hours that we spent together because we. We drove to work together. We actually shared a bedroom at our home, and then production company looking to cut corners in any place they could stuck Stan and I in the same dressing room, thinking, "Oh, we're brothers; they won't mind." So, uh, yeah, and then we went to school together. We worked together. You know, it was uh, again. He was another some another guy that I, I loved, looked up to. Uh, you know, like any brothers, we you know, occasionally had our differences and came to blows but you know basically he would just hold me down when i'd throw fit or get angry about something but uh... yeah you know it was it was interesting and then post my three sons it was very helpful to have somebody ex who was had the, shared the very same experience that i did all the fame all the you know attention that you get and then of course when that goes away when your your television series is finally canceled And you're, you know, you're still relatively young, late teens for me. Stan was early twenties. It's jarring to your sensibility. It's just you're, you're used to one way of life and having done it for twelve years, and then it's no longer there. It's, it's, you know, you have to make a mental adjustment, and and it can be pretty emotional for a lot of people. Some some child stars who were of that era, um, you know, didn't didn't survive very well, and and so again, I think because Stan and I. You know, commiserate with each other and reflect off each other, we were able to transition into our adulthood perhaps a little smooth, more smoothly than
0: some of our peers. You survived. Stanley survived. Another uh, former child star who survived is Sherry Jackson, who I had a chance to, to talk to uh, on, on the show, uh, Barry, a few months ago. And uh, like you, Sherry not only made the chan- uh, a transition from child star to grown-up star, but uh, she attributes her ability to do that to having a strong family support system, and it sounds like that was the case for you and Stanley.:
1: Well my parents came from more of the distribution end of show business. Mm-hmm. They owned movie theaters in Baltimore. and um, you know and in my book, I mean I, I make no bones about it. My, my mother was in, in the day a stripper. Mm-hmm. She was uh, a gypsy Rose Lee type fan dancer, and my, they, my parents met at my dad's movie theater and he hired her and so she was no rube you know i mean she by the time we got to the my three sons era of life they'd already sold their theaters and they'd moved on but you know she she was pretty savvy to to the whole show business scams and and predators and so she had a pretty good street wise sense and I, I think i inherited a little of that um and so that um, you know that too i think was was real helpful in in looking at life with a little, a little more reality than some kids who grow up famous and are all insulated and you know grow up in this little bubble where you know the second they sneeze, eight people hand them a Kleenex. She sort of prepared us pretty well for for a brutal exit from your fame uh, because she, yeah, she she knew the real world and so yeah, they were they were great parents and, and you know very
0: helpful. Oh, we're talking to Barry Livingston. Barry played. Ernie Douglas on the long-running TV series My Three Sons, but he's, uh, he he's continued to act in many other films and television shows. My Three Sons was recently honored here in Los Angeles with with its own day, My Three Sons Day. Barry, what's it like to have a day named in honor of something you did?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm still trying to process the uh, the honor. Yeah, you know, I was expecting uh, it would be like Oz, the great and powerful Oz would hand me a certificate certifying I had a brain and, you know, there would be fabulous balloon rides and, you know, every free ice cream for one and all. It was, it was a nice little ceremony and the city council recognized the contributions of my three sons to the city, specifically Hollywood, you know, because it generated a lot of work, a lot of dollars mm-hmm. for City Hall, and then its impact on the culture. My three sons, you know, certainly was a, a seminal show of the 1960s and, and, uh, you know, it actually predated a lot of the current product that you see on television where it was Maybe the first show uh, were uh, I know, maybe there was another one before Bachelor Father, but My Three Sons was about a single dad. Mm-hmm. You know, it was about a single parent trying to raise three kids, and uh, yeah, it was done with humor and and whimsy, and not not anywhere near as difficult as it is in real life to do that. But but then again, that was reflected the sensibility of that that era of tem- entertainment, which it just. That's what it was it was this entertainment
0: it was entertainment that still you know works uh, especially for baby boomers who enjoy it every day on me t v but you touched on you know the impact of my three sons you know here in just you know, locally in, in Hollywood being steady work for not only actors but a lot of uh, production people behind the line for for twelve years but one of the cool things that that you talk about in the importance of being Ernie. Barry, is that while you're you know, while you're busy doing the show, you don't always realize the impact it has on a lot of other people. And some of the people and some of the many people um that you came across in the course of your career, they would stop you and say, Hey man, that was a show that was really important to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I get on with my life and, and I'm never really thinking about my three sons in my day to day life. I mean, really I get on with the acting projects that I'm involved in now and only when I sit down to talk with uh, people who want to interview me, me or or uh, people who are just fans that come out of you know out of left field, you're standing in Starbucks and somebody taps you on the shoulder and goes, "Hey, weren't you that guy?" and and then they proceed to go, "Hey, you know you you were great. I loved you. You mean so much to me." and and, and the bottom line to that is, you know how how wonderful it is in life. To have strangers, absolute strangers, receive you with such warmth, you know, that it, that just doesn't happen. I mean, that's that's the, the beauty and one of the gifts of people who have become famous through television. You know, that doesn't happen in normal people's lives, that strangers come up to you and go, Hey, that's great. Can I buy you a cup of coffee? Yeah, I, I love you. That's very unusual. So it, it's one of the residual perks of being famous from a TV show that mattered so much to so many people.
0: And, and another residual per- uh, perk, if I may, Barry is talking to people like me. Uh, <laughs> at least, at Thank least, you. And, <laughs> and we're talking to Barry Livingston. Barry's book, *The Importance of Being Ernie*, is a story of his life and career before, during, and after my three sons. You can find *The Importance of Being Ernie* in bookstores everywhere, as well as Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and *The Importance of Being Ernie*.com. www.TheImportanceOfBeingErnie.com. of Being Ernie Dot com Barry you mentioned in our first segment uh, that your dad ran a series of a string of movie theaters back east and um, and you talk about one of the things you talk about is uh, in, in in the importance of being Ernie is ha- having been exposed to movies you know at a young age you developed an appreciation for uh, for character actors even at an early age.
1: Yeah, I could feel that from my parents and, uh, my, my parents, because they spent so many of their, their hours uh, of their life in movie theaters and you watch a movie endlessly in those days, I don't know how long, could, uh, once Casablanca could sit in your movie theater for three months or something. But, you know, then they would have a B-movie and a, and a newsreel and a short subject, and, and in fact, those days, they'd have live acts, mm-hmm. even. Uh, but they always spoke very, very fondly of the character actors that they'd see in movies, people like Peter, Peter Laurie or Vincent Price or Basil Rathbone or even, you know, Andy Devine. Ward Bond, you know, and these were names that were, if you were a, a real fan of the movies, you, you perhaps know who those were. People mm-hmm. were more familiar with the Fred McMurray's and the Henry Fonda's and the Henry Fo- you know, Jimmy Stewart's. They were the, the big stars of the era, but supporting players were the people who added color to a film, and they were they were the great actors, you know, perhaps better than some of the stars, just in terms of as, as being a talented actor because they they had a transition to a lot of different types of roles. So, I think I picked up a lot of their appreciation and heard that in my house a lot, <laughs> you know, and and how amused they were by by somebody like Peter Laurie. He was such an eccentric little you look guy looked like he was a, you know, a Boston terrier with these big bug eyes and, you know, and he had that strange nasal kind of accent, <laughs> and, you know, and the, you know, and that tickled them. And I think when I started in the film which was very young, you know, I wasn't the the beautiful, blonde-haired, blue-eyed little kid that was pretty much the the, the norm that was being hired in those days. Uh, You know, I was, for lack of a better term, a a prototype nerd, and this was, we're talking the late 50s -hmm. when I really got started. But, you know, I was given a chance, and, you know, they were reflecting perhaps a little bit more what, what the other half of childhood looked like, and that was kids with glasses and buck teeth and bowl haircuts and I fell into that group. So oddly enough, I, you know, I, I it was like a self-fulfilling prophecy, you know, I, I became one of those character actors at a very early age. And yeah, and I think as I grew into to an adult, uh, you know, I realized I wasn't going to be Robert Redford, I wasn't going to be Brad Pitt, you know, as much as I thought, yeah, I might be Dustin Hoffman, but but you know, there was no shame in certainly Being uh, Bob Alabama, you know, who's a very successful character actor, or, or, you know, Wilford Brimley, or Mm -hmm. whoever, you know, these guys are great character actors. Harry Dean Stanton, you know, people that I personally admire a lot because of the diversity of their roles, but, you know, they're very rarely top line of film. They're usually a supporting player in it. So, you know, to me, it was no big ego drop that Jim was a star on television and for me to move into supporting roles as I grew older. I just thought, hey, cool. You know, <laughs> I, I, My parents thought that was cool, and, and I thought it was cool, and I still think it's
0: cool. And I think it's cool that we're talking to Barry Livingston. Barry's book, The Importance of Being Ernie, is the story of his life and career before, during, and after My Three Sons. You can find Barry's book in bookstores everywhere, as well as Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and wherever books are sold online. Another thing that I would imagine uh, appeals to you as, as a working actor, Barry, is that character actors, they may not have their names in lights, but they get a lot of work.
1: Yeah, Yes, they do, and they get a lot of diversity in their roles, mm-hmm. which is uh, fun, you know, as an actor. And, you know, my goal at some point, post My Three Sons, post the massive fame that a television series brings you, is just to continue to work. I mean, I, you know, I have a family. I want to earn a living. I like doing acting. I, I really... Know, had no other ambition to do anything other than act mm-hmm. and I probably didn't have much talent to do anything other than act <laughs> uh, so it all kind of went hand in hand that uh, there's no shame whatsoever if you're in a film for one scene or you're in it for 20 scenes the bigger the better you know that's fine I'll take a, a large role in something if it came along but it, it never bothered my ego much that, uh, that I was in a series in an episodic or whatever and my role would be the principal who busts you know brings the kids into the about uh, some something screw up that they had with their parents, and you know that's my scene, and then I'm gone. Uh, so yeah, you know it's it's all good.
0: It is all good. Now, um, uh, Paul Newman, who 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 you got to work with very early in in your career, Paul Newman. I understand he never saw you, even though he had the movie star looks, and he had the movie star marquee value and, and the movie star roles. He never saw himself as a big star. He always saw himself. As a character actor, do you think that approach is, is a good approach to have regardless of what, what type of genre you do? Yeah,
1: and I, I think the the actor, the huge megastar who epitomizes that today is Johnny Depp. I mean, Johnny Depp is, is you know, as good-looking as any classic uh, Robert Downey, uh, Brad Pitt, whoever you would say is these are you know the classically handsome movie stars of our era. But Johnny Depp will you know turn his hair purple and mm-hmm. have you know different colored eyeballs and you know <laughs> and scissors coming off his hands. Yeah, uh, you know and and will play any and every kind of role. In in addition to occasionally just playing himself. So I'd say you know he's somebody I admire greatly. Just just in his versatility. And I, I do admire the way that he conducts himself in the public's eye. It's very low-key. He, he gets on with his life, and, but the work matters to him. You can see that's what's fun for him, is the ability to slip into these different wild, crazy characters, you know, from Pirates of the Caribbean to Alice in Wonderland to... Uh, Sleepy Hollow, he, he's just a, a terrifically talented guy that
0: I, I really admire. We'll talk about uh, some of Barry's uh, other uh, roles post My Three Sons after this quick timeout here on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk